Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I don't want to be shagged. I don't want to be abducted by aliens, with or without the shag. If you've got, if you've got the package deal where I can get the tour in the chat, I'll do that one. I just don't want the shag. You're, 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 forget about the sex bit. It's like you're, you're obsessed with the sex bit. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm not fucking even buying that for a second. What are you waffling on about? Sex again. This has got to be the sexiest episode of Weird Tales I've ever done. So much sex. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. My name is Bob Shoy, and uh, I've got Beef with me. Hello, Beef with me. And I've got Tiss with me. Hello, Tiss with me. Lovely. We haven't done that one before. Um, (laughs) (laughs) God, we're in a really silly mood, aren't we? (laughs) We're going to flag. It's like we're having like a sugar high. We're all going to really crash in about 15 minutes. Um... (laughs) To look forward to that, listeners. Guys, uh, you both doing okay? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, we've just been chatting for ages, so... Yeah, just talking about hay fever for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Suffering over here. Yeah, we're talking about hay fever, talking about Tiss's massive new tattoo. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm literally eating a big ice lolly right now, with sugar in it. Right, okay. <laughs> so, um, we've got a lot to get through today. This turned into... So what happened, the, the the origin of this is I got a book a little while ago. Uh, Rebecca got me got it for me. She saw it in a shop, thought it looked good. And um, I had a flick through it. And then I was like, oh, there's actually a lot here I can mine. Uh, but there was one subject in particular. I was like, I can't believe we've never dug into this. I'm going to do an episode on it. Then I started researching and I was like, this is a series. This is my new Warrens. Oh, okay. Oh, Hello. New series on the horizon. Yeah, so this is going to be a series because uh, there's wow. a lot of really weird, interesting stories to do with this, but we need like a primer episode. So today we're talking about alien abductions. <laughs> hey! Oh! Classic. And we've done we've done so much alien stuff. We've done UFO sightings. We've done types of aliens. We've done crop circles. We've done Men in Black. We've done Area 51, Roswell, all this stuff between us. We've never just said, let's look at some famous abductions. Wait, we saw we saw the alien documentary on Channel 4, or we spoke about it with the uh, Kentucky. Yes, that was on a weird Kentucky. news. Kentucky. <laughs> 
Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. So that's weird. The most we've talked about alien abductions was on a weird news. That's what I was going to say. Like we've done maybe like two or three stories, but it's always been in weird news or just like yeah. in conversation or something. We've never done a full episode on it. So I was flicking through this book. Um, it's called An Illustrated History of UFOs. Um, let you guys see that. Oh, I like that. I like the artwork. Uh, from Nobrow Press. Yeah, it's it's all really cool artwork all the way through. It's just like illustrated UFO stories and stuff. It's and show and tell um, at school. So Hold it up was, to the class. Uh, I can't bother. It's too awkward. <laughs> that's, no, that's the best you're no. getting. So I was flicking through it, and there's all sorts of like close encounters and abductions and histories of space travel and all this stuff, but... I was really drawn to the abductions tab. So originally I was going to say, well, let's do an episode about like five famous abductions. And then when I started digging into it, I thought, well, actually, I just need to do an episode about a primer on alien abductions. And then going forward, I can dig into some of these stories because some of them are so meaty and there's so much to them. So today we're just going to talk about alien abductions in general and then maybe get around to like the first couple of documented abductions. Okay. Sounds good. It's not what you guessed it was going to be, is it, Beef? No. No, it's... Um, I, I was going to... There was one cryptid in mind that I was going to... But no. No, that's mm. much more fun. Not that cryptids aren't fun, of course. Well, cryptids are great fun. We haven't done a one for a while, so... Yeah, that's something we need to do again as well. Uh, so, alien abductions. It's when people are taken against their will by aliens non-human creatures to another location um usually a spaceship but some people say like some unknown facility this kind of thing and um there's a lot of common elements that abductees have in their stories so there's a lot of claims of medical examinations often involving the reproductive system um, there's often tales of them receiving warnings from their captors about nuclear weaponry, about environmental issues. Um, there's many reports uh, of engagement in, quote, interspecies breeding. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly common in English-speaking countries, especially... USA? USA. Yeah, USA. Sometimes they, they, they communicate with the aliens um, and that, that often happens telepathically. It's not necessarily, they can't necessarily understand each other, but they feel like they can understand each other. There's a telep- telepathic communication element to a lot of it. Wait, is this with Steve Greer? What do you mean is this with Steve Greer? Steve Greer's done like that, that type of thing before. What, abduction? Well, he has. No, uh, telepathically communicating with UFOs. Oh, he has. I'm just talking about people who have been abducted who oh. say that when they talk to their captors, they communicate te- telepathically when they're on board the spaceship. Right. Sorry. I thought you were talking yeah. about people who practice that. No, no. This is common common elements for the abductees claim from their experiences, like things that come up in a lot of the cases. Um, sometimes these memories of their abduction re- like remain way way repressed back and they are recovered years later um often through hypnosis you get these people who get hypnotized and then they say you know oh, it's all coming back to me i was abducted um they recover their memories that way yeah 
So some stats here. Some studies, I think this is ludicrous, argue that between 5 and 6% of the general population may have been abducted. That sounds Which far see, too high. <laughs> it's way, way too high. Jesus. <laughs> if you told me it was like 0.5%, I'd be like, that seems a bit high. But uh, yeah, between 5 and 6 of the general population. I don't know what these wow. studies are or why these people claim that this many of us have been abducted. But yeah, the the, pe- the sort of people who are abductive are normally prone to mildly paranoid thinking. They're prone to nightmares. Um, this is well, this is contested, right? So, so some some people, scientists who have looked into this, have said it's always the same sort of people that either suffer from mildly paranoid thinking, suffer from recurring nightmares, or suffer from sexual identity issues. It's a common thing. But then those claims are just being contested by the other half of the scientists who say, actually, a lot of the people that we looked into who claim to be abducted have no mental issues at all. They just seem like regular people. So there's mm. there's different people who argue different things about this phenomena. Mm. I was going to say, making a sweeping statement like that is not very respectful, is it? It's not. And and if it's not scientifically accurate, it can't be scientific. It can't be all everyone. No, no. That's it's not. You get a scientist who says, "Oh, a couple of these people said they were prone to nightmares." It doesn't. Mm. There's also a lot that weren't. It just seems like a lot of people have nightmares. I don't know. It it mm. it all seemed a bit wishy washy. Some statistics. So and the other thing that comes up a lot as a common element is a lot of people say before the abduction. There's uh, different feelings they have before they're abductive, ab- abducted. So pre-capture, there a lot of people say they had a feeling of anxiety or foreboding before the event actually took place. Like it's almost like they could feel something was going to happen. Right. Some of them said they felt a compulsion to be in a specific place at a specific time. Um, and then a lot of people said that before it happened, they felt like a shift into a, um, an altered state of consciousness, which people who study this phenomena refer to as the Oz factor, going into the Oz factor, this altered state, like you're susceptible and ready for something that's going to happen. It's almost like you're pre-prepared. Um, and then before like a slight light feeling, almost like a slight feeling of levitation, um, and then before the event, a mist around the area and unexplained unexplained lights and then it all kicks off a mist mist lights and and uh weightlessness so guys i'm going to ask you something yeah have you or do you know anyone that's ever been abducted no i don't think i do i don't know anyone that's been abducted but i did think i see i, I think i saw a ufo the other day oh um but I'm pretty sure they were those like Chinese lanterns. Oh, um, but maybe except except for the fact that the one thing that made me dwell on it for a while um, was that they were in a like a straight line, like the Phoenix lights. Yeah, a bit like that. I've seen UFO lights in a straight line before, which, which is strange. But no, I haven't. I haven't been abducted, and I don't know anyone else that's been abducted. Tis, you say you don't think you do. I don't think I do. I've been top. I- you you don't think you've been abducted? No, or you don't think you know someone. No, I don't think. I don't. <laughs> I was like, think I, I want to get someone, under hypnosis. But I might. I don't know. It feels like a story that I have heard. No, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, this is going to be a series. So if you can remember that you know someone who's been abducted, I would love to hear their story on the show. For sure. I mean, 
I feel like I would remember if I knew someone who claimed to have been abducted by aliens. I've met a lot of uh, interesting people. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Lots of different things <laughs> to <Thanks>. say. <laughs> 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 Lol. I, I, I just something that crossed my mind because we were just saying about that crazy st- statistic and I was like, hang on a sec, if it's like 5 to 6% of the population, between us, we know a lot of people we all have our own sort of social groups and people that we know and family. So if yeah. none of us know something, it can't, it can't be that high. But then I guess they were talking about America. So maybe a lot of our American listeners have been abducted. Maybe. I would be curious to know. I, I don't hear too many stories of it happening in Britain. No, there's definitely not as many. There's that Kentucky woman. Yeah. Kentucky. Not from Kentucky, just likes Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, no, she wasn't from Kentucky. No. Um, so, are we going to... Uh, oh, the other thing I was going to say is the term alien abduction became recognised in the 1960s. That's when um, they, you started getting stories. You right? Yeah, I just absolutely smashed my laptop, so oh, 37 the, the minutes crack. in. Your, your face huh? and your movement, I thought that was your back. Oh, really? That's why I thought you went, oh... And like your back had like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. That's why I was like, are you okay? Uh, yeah, no, sorry. No, it's just no, me okay. knocking my laptop. <laughs> he's what? okay. Yes. So the term alien abduction has become recognized around the 1960s. That's when um, sort of the first wave of stories started coming around. So do we want to take a guess as to what they are? Or do we believe that there's aliens picking people up or is it something else? Um, I... I don't know if I believe in aliens, so I don't know if I can believe in alien abductions. Yeah. Um, which doesn't mean I don't believe in any but, kind of... Well, I was of... going to say, we've been through this before, and every time me and Tisco, you don't believe there's any life out there? No, we've... So I, I, I think I probably would say that there must be some kind of alternate life out in the universe, I don't know that they're beings that would drive a spaceship and come and abduct some. I don't know that. That to me seems the the idea of there being life on other planets doesn't seem far fetched. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Who am I to say? You know, if people have experienced stuff, then it, it's good to listen to people's stories. Tiss, any belief in the idea of people being abducted by aliens? Um, I'm all ears. I haven't really heard any stories for a while, so I'm looking forward to hearing some. I've definitely believed it in my life. Yeah. But I don't know where I sit on it now. It's a little bit like ghost stories, isn't it? Where like you hear a good ghost story and you think, oh, that sounds cool, and you sort of get wrapped up in it, but then you hear so much cobblers that it puts you off the good stories. Because you hear mm. ludicrous stuff. Yeah. And it really taints it. And obviously over the years we've heard lots of ludicrous stuff. Yeah. that That's that's what it is. Yeah, I think it is just hearing so much... Oh, sorry. Just hearing so much stuff um, on the podcast. Yeah. It, it makes me sceptical, but I don't know why. I'm hoping that throughout this series... 
um, that we will come across some a bit like the Warrens ones, where like some of those cases we did for the Warrens, where I really got to get in depth with the cases. By the end of it, we were like, well, actually, there's something to this one, or some of them no, there was there was just seemed to be like a media nonsense, and I'm hoping that as we dig into some of these famous big abduction cases, there's some that actually make us go, maybe there's something to this one. So I'm actually looking forward to like researching some of these as well and really getting in depth with them. Uh, but I just yeah. wanted to get our sort of feel before we dig in deeper, what we sort of feel from the outset. In terms of what scientists and mental health professionals say about what they could potentially be, um, obviously they're discrediting the idea it's actually really aliens. So potential um, cases of sleep paralysis. Yeah, I was going to say sleep paralysis or just hallucinations, things like that. Well, sleep paralysis is something we've talked about quite a bit on the show, and it is a thing. Like, it's not a made-up thing. It's a real thing that happens to people. So in terms of, like, a feasible explanation, it feels kind of, yeah, maybe some of these at least could be... It does. But I suppose most of the stories I've heard of abductions begins with like it's people are just going about their day like they're usually doing something or they're like going somewhere or some people are in the car going somewhere and then they're abducted so but yeah that's not to say it can't be sleep paralysis but i suppose most of the time it doesn't seem to be when people are asleep i'm thinking of some cases where people say like you know they remember being on a on an examination table and looking up and there's aliens over them doing examinations on them that them sort of cases to me sound like they could be sleep paralysis because you would be stuck laying down in that situation. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense, yeah. Obviously the ones where people say, like, I walked around their spaceship and they showed me some animals and stuff, like, that doesn't sound like sleep paralysis to me. But No. Another explanation, potential explanation, is false memory syndrome, which is... Um, well, the, the quote, I, when I looked into false memory syndrome, the, the quote on Wikipedia for it, good old Wikipedia, said, um, false memory syndrome are recollections that are factually incorrect yet strongly believed. Mm. So it's the way we misremember things from our past and we we, mm. we keep misremembering the same event to a, the point where we've convinced ourselves it actually happened and we're dead set. And I think we can all be guilty of that sometimes. I'm sure I've definitely remembered things differently to what other people told me the way it actually happened. Yeah, but I think those sometimes those those miss you know those moments is, is like seems to be quite minute details that you yes. don't remember recall like I'm not sure that I would be able to make up some like an abduction that seems quite a jump. That. My brother, my brother recently said about how when um, I've got younger twin brothers, he said when they were really little, he remembers a, a very early birthday where they had a bouncy castle hired and it was in the back garden. And me as a teenager, like ran out there and jumped on it and broke it. And I was like, no, I didn't. I remember jumping on it. I didn't break it. He was like, no, you did. And I, we rang their mum. And she was like, no, you did, yeah. Like, you you jumped on it and it, oh, the whole thing, like, um, the, the stopper, like, came out and the whole thing went down. And I was like, I just didn't remember it at all. That's not the way oh, I remembered it. Everyone else did. So I was like, well, I must be wrong. And then I felt kind of like, I wish I did remember that because it sounds kind of funny, actually. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I didn't remember that. I didn't remember it breaking. I just remember jumping out, <laughs> running out there and jumping on it. So, yeah, false memory syndrome. Hmm. Obviously, this is an easy one. Some of them just say some people are lying. They're just lying. They're just making up stories. Atten- attention seeking. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then the this is a, this is a bit vague, but then some of it they just say some of these stories could come down to some sort of mental condition, some sort of mental not anomaly, you know, mm. a catch-all for for that sort of thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I guess you'd have to look at the variety of the events to judge whether they're similar enough to put them all in the same category. I guess because that that theory can fall flat if it if they're not similar. Well, I think it's like we said, like the the sleep paralysis one sounds feasible for the stories where people say like they felt they were stuck, yeah, on an examination table. But it doesn't work for like when Beef said some people said they would people sometimes say that they're driving along and then were sucked into a spaceship. Yeah, that doesn't really work. Yeah, that that yeah, that's what I mean. Obviously, some of them are just people lying. Mm. No. There's a guy called Thomas E. Ballard who looked into this a lot. He's a folklorist specifically, but he did a lot of looking into um, alien abduction stories and stuff. And he broke it down into the like eight common elements to a typical alien abduction account. And uh, I'm just going to go through his sort of standard chain of events that involved in a uh, abduction, a standard abduction account. Okay. So number one, capture. Uh, He says, the abductee is somehow rendered incapable of resisting and taken from terrestrial surroundings to an apparent alien spacecraft. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd expect. This didn't come up, but I, I swear I've heard stuff before where people say like they were taken to a facility, not necessarily a spacecraft, but... I guess it, it all counts as the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, examination and procedures. Uh, invasive physiological and psychological procedures and on occasion simulated behavioural situations, situations, training and testing or sexual liaisons. Mm. It's that bit that I struggle with. The sexual liaisons? Yeah, do they... Or maybe... Yeah... Just why why are the aliens having sex with people? Or if like no one's got anything to gain from that. Do you not think if an alien came to Earth someone would try and shag it? Depends who what well, I dunno. Yeah, definitely. Someone will try and shag anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you have sex with an alien? Me. Yeah. Either of you. Um if it was fit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ASL, it's like <laughs> 9,000 <laughs> alien Jupiter. Yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never met an alien. Wow. Wouldn't know. Well, that you know of. That, that I know of. Yeah, you but that's what you... You might have already s- slept with an alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yes, I would sleep with an alien, clearly. Because <laughs> I have. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. So today I discovered Hellraiser. Have you seen this film, Hellraiser? Yeah, yeah. With the with the Cenobites, <laughs> could, could it could it be like a Hellraiser situation where they're like turning up from another dimension? You sat and watched Hellraiser today. I didn't watch Hellraiser today. Someone oh, right. told me about the campness of Hellraiser, and I was intrigued. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "This is amazing!" And it's like there's a Rick and Morty sketch about it. Um, yeah, it's a quite a famous film series. Yeah, 
I know, but when you look at the box, you're kind of just like, oh, that looks fucking ridiculous. Like, Well, it is ridiculous. Yeah, but in the best way, the interdimensional, <laughs> like, fucking... <laughs> yeah, they're like interdimensional demon creatures. Um, I've seen the first two the of them. the guy with the pins coming out of his head? Yeah, Pinhead's like the main one, but there's loads of Cinnabite creatures. <laughs> what are they? I don't even know what this is. I've, I've seen... I've seen There's that like a guy. puzzle box. It's like a puzzle box. And if you, I haven't seen it for a while, but I think it's if you can solve the puzzle box, then it opens them into our universe. And they, they're like demons, interdimensional demons that like come through. Um, and then they will torture oh, okay. you for like eternity. Right. Uh, it, it's pretty bonkers. I've seen the first two, but they get absolutely wild. That series went on for a long time. I've seen the first two. How many more after that? Oh, there's so many. They get mad. I swear oh there's one gosh. that some, takes place on a spaceship or something. Wow. Oh, crying out loud. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. I was thinking, like, are we going to like rule out the fact that it could be interdimensional beings rather than... like Not at all. Or, or aliens could mean interdimensional beings as well. Yeah, totally. We say that about ghosts as well. Like, there's, there's, I guess, alien. It just says um, non-human abduction. It doesn't. We call them alien abductions, but on the uh, the bit I read at the beginning said like a non-human entity. Mm. So surely, yeah, that it could be an interdimensional thing, and maybe some aliens have the power of interdimensional travel. We don't know. You know, it's all as nuts as each other, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So that's part two, examination and procedure. Part three, conference. Uh, The abductors communicate with the abductee or direct them to interact with specific individuals for some purpose, typically telepathically, but sometimes using the abductee's native language. So basically having a chat. That would be first for me. Like why they communicate get the get the talking done first and then have sex? It seems yeah. rude to have sex first and then talk. Introduce yourself first. Don't just put me yeah. on an operating table straight away. It's like when you see them horrible blokes in the club <laughs> and they're just like grinding up against women. Like buy her a drink first. Yeah, yeah, don't be the so last time you saw disgusting. a horrible bloke in a club. <laughs> buy, <laughs> buy her a drink and then grind up on her. <laughs> 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 yeah, have some respect. Grind <laughs> up on her afterwards. <laughs> uh, when was the last time I saw a horrible bloke? It probably Jack Stag do, I guess. Oh, all right. Don't know. Jack wasn't the horrible bloke in the past. I was going to say, do we need to do to bleep this? <laughs> Congratulations, Jack, on your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, <laughs> you know, I could edit that so you could. So it just sounds like you said it was Jack. It was Jack. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not stupid. You're an idiot. Yeah, go on. Number four, Tor. Tor? So this one sounds good. This one sounds pretty cool to me, Tor. The abductees are given a tour of their captor's vessel. Though this is disputed by some researchers who consider this definition a confabulation of intent when just apparently being taken around to multiple places inside the ship so you some some people not all of these happen every time by the way this is like the list of the eight elements that it could be one or all of these but i like the idea they give them a guided tour it sounds like those you say the scientists so oh, that's just that's almost like they've got a problem with that like oh they just yeah. walked through the spaceship that's not a tour 
Like, yeah, I also like that that's picking. the bit they're getting annoyed about. Not the fact they were sucked into a spaceship, nor the fact they were no. shagged and examined, then introduced, no. but the fact that after all that, they would like give it a walk around the spaceship. They're like, oh, come on, you're getting a bit silly now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, well, it's not a tour. It's not exactly a tour, <laughs> is it? What you did is you just walked from one place to the next place. Oh, man. <laughs> that is. But I like the idea of that. If you If they don't examine my sexual organs and shag me and all that if they just want to give me a guided tour that sounds pretty cool <laughs> again I don't I don't I don't want to be shagged I wouldn't mind a tour and a chat what? I've got I've got this my is... quote for the intro of this episode <laughs> like it sounds like a package deal I isn't it idea, like I like the idea as soon as beef sucked up <laughs> firstly he says like listen guys I don't want to be shagged <laughs> <laughs> I've heard like, about I'd rather this not. If you've got if you've got the package deal where I can get the tour and the chat, I'll do that one. I just don't want the shag. Or is it like they're like, no, sorry, it's like it's a part of it's like the meal deal in Tesco's. You've got to get all free to get the deal. Yeah, you got it. You have to. Uh, so the oh. tour, yeah, the tour sounds good. Um, I'll talk. Here's a, a question then: if <laughs> if um, if you were going to be abducted by aliens right yeah and like actually abducted by aliens but they had to shag you right would you want to do it i don't want to be abducted by aliens with or without the shag okay by choice i don't (laughs) i think it would be traumatic not the shag okay the, the abduction in general let's say they abduct you and i can promise you that they're they're just going to talk to you about the world and the universe uh, and maybe some re- reveal some knowledge to you, give them a tour of the spaceship, but then at the end they have to shag you. Would you right, still not st- be interested? Stop before the shag. I still don't think I would want it because that sounds. I don't need to know that stuff. What can I do with that information? No, I suppose. And no one's going to believe you anyway. No, they'll all think I'm a crackpot. Yeah. Tis, exactly. would you take it? Would you <laughs> take the abduction? Would you take it? <laughs> <laughs> not, not. Get the shag. Get your minds out the gutter. I'm not talking about the the sorry the sex part. I'm talking about all the sex parts. I'm talking about the um, <laughs> if, we, if you were given the option to be abducted, talk to some aliens, given some knowledge, and walk around a spaceship, we're, and then return to Earth, would you take it? I mean, that is such a fucking obvious. Like, yes, yeah, of course, you would. What were you on about? What are you on about? I. I don't think I would. What, you just don't trust them? I just think it's like, I don't need, that's too much oh, knowledge. Oh, shut how would, up. How would, shut how would I live my life normally up, without shut that? Shut up, I'm not fucking even buying that for a second. <laughs> what are you waffling on about? If aliens came down, I'd give you loads of knowledge. You'd be like, nah, I'm fine, mate. Life's actually peachy. You'd be like, yeah, go on. I've got nothing else to do. You just got to literally got you just got to take one for the team. But I don't want to be shagged. Um, um, I would try and take the portable recorder on with me and get an episode out of it. I'm open to a consensual situation where there's dialogue and communication. Do you think all the other races in space struggle with that sort of thing? Struggle with what? Sex? Consent. <laughs> oh. It seems like we're scared of them just shagging us without. Yeah, I know. Properly. We're getting real like caught around the axle on the sex thing um, yeah but it, it might but be that's great. only because it seems I like, like that happens <laughs> well, it? Yeah, it, is, it does sound like to be honest when you put it in context it does sound from this list that when you get up and they shag you 
it isn't consensual and they just strap you onto yeah. the, the desk. And I don't it's, like the sound of that. It's rape. It, exactly. Raped. Let's call it what it is. So that, <laughs> not to, to laugh about something horrific, but I no, don't... No, that is not a laughing matter. But... No, I don't think that's something I want. Have we? I haven't heard any stories yet. I haven't heard any stories. That's true. So where were we? Tour. Um, we want the tour. We want the chat. Uh, well, I don't. It's too much information. Tears won't believe me. Yeah, you would. Number five. You would. You would fucking go on the tour. <laughs> what are you on about? No. Come on. If 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 it's if the box is already open, then I've met the alien. Yeah. And he says, or they say, do you want to come aboard? Yeah. Already, it's too late. So I might as well say yeah. yeah. Exactly. If they say, <laughs> if they say, or we can remove your memory of you ever meeting us right now. You would do that's that. That's the one I'll take. Oh my god! What like win like winning the lottery? You wouldn't want to win the lottery, just in case it ruins your life. It's like the Matrix. I would rather live in the fake simulated world and not know about the real world, because what am I going to do with that information? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to make you anxious unless they, they want to give you information. Like, he's going to say that they know about the real world, though. They've just got their own perceptions. Surely they might. They might. They might say to you, "No one will believe you. It drive you mad." Well, what they may do is uh, they could be like, "Oh, uh, so oh, you you guys still have cancer here? Oh, oh, there's we sorted that out centuries ago. There you go." And then they gave you like the blueprint. They to, gave me the cure. Yeah, whatever the cure is. And all I've got to do is take one for the team. <laughs> yeah, you have to. God. Right, number five. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is not a good not a good avenue to go down. Number no. five. Loss of loss of time. Yeah. Abductees often rapidly forget the majority of their experience, either as either as a result of fear, medical intervention, or both. Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? It does. Um, and you're learning about the secrets of the universe, but then I just think, well, no, let's say medical intervention, they might make you forget. And that's why some people need ah. this hypnosis thing. They make you forget what you've been through. I just feel like, why would they go to the effort to show you around the ship and give you all this information and then make you forget yeah. it all? Yeah, it seems a bit daft to me. Again, this list is a general collaborate. It's not like this hap- This is step-by-step mm. step exactly. It's just if... All of these events happen. This is the general order and the way they happen. But a lot of this stuff doesn't happen every time. This is just the things that mm. tend to come up. Yeah, but the, when when like as you're telling us these things, I, I mm-hmm. I'm familiar with these. That this is generally what happens in stories. Like people lose mm-hmm. time, or they yeah, like or they think they were there for five minutes and then they come back and it's been hours. Or something, and they don't remember, and they just say, "What happened? Like, where, where, where did the last hour go?" Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes it gets to like it's late in the day, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it's six o'clock already." Maybe we got abducted on those days. <laughs> and we get forget. We, get, we forgot. <laughs> Could have. <laughs> Could have exactly. Could have. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I really like the um, considerate tone. Could have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, number six, return. The abductees are returned to Earth, occasionally in a different location to where they were allegedly taken, or with new injuries or dishevelled clothing. That's annoying, isn't it? At least they could do is take you back to your place. I've um, I got one of these accounts on here said that sometimes that people are returned with their clothes on backwards, <laughs> like the aliens did now put their clothes back on. <laughs> 
So they've they've after the sex bit, you're oh, unconscious. Forget the sex. Maybe just they they're examined. But um, so why are their clothes <laughs> come off at all? Because oh, they're examining in the them. Examination. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, like the aliens are so eager to get the kit <laughs> off like... and examine them that they forgot how the clothes were on in the first place. Like when you go to the doctor and they say, "Oh, if you could just uh, if you could just pop your pants off and hop up on the bench." Yeah. Like, is that what I I don't know? That's that's the kind of thing. Which, and then they, I suppose they just have no knowledge of clothes. And they don't know how yes. to put clothes back so on. The, so all their clothes are different. So they're just like, "Oh, I guess this bit goes through here." <laughs> it's a bit like sometimes when I get amber dressed into something that girls wear and I don't understand girls clothes and <laughs> I, sometimes Rachel she's like you haven't you haven't put that on properly and she looks at me like I'm an idiot Dave, how how confused can you be about <laughs> maybe you're an alien <laughs> Beef doesn't understand how a dress works <laughs> no not a not a dress or just or like I don't I don't we don't do much ironing these days but if I'm ironing some of Rachel's Who like does? tops no no one but sometimes I pick up a top of Rachel's and like what is what is this is this like they're the arms but what's this like crumpled bit in the middle <laughs> or there's like bit I don't know girls clothes are confusing I don't understand Tess do you ever iron your clothes Never. I've not used an iron since I was a kid. My parents still use one. It's ridiculous. Do you own an iron? No. I don't think we do. <laughs> no, I don't think we do. We Becca's got like a, a steamer. Like you, if you hang a, a, yeah. a, a shirt on a door, it's like a stick. If she has to wear like a shirt for a meeting or something, it's just, it's that. But I, I've yeah. only used it when I go to weddings. Hmm. No, you just hang it up and it will drop out. Oh, who cares? Like, pretty much 90% of the time I'm just wearing shirt and jeans. And I don't care if my shirt's a little bit creased. Do you know what I love, right? That 20 years ago, we were having this conversation with all of our parents. Our generation had that conversation with our parents. Like, no one cares if my shirt's ironed for the year six disco, mum. Leave me alone. And And now we're that generation... No one irons their clothes anymore. No, we're right. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, where anyway. were we? We're talking about <laughs> fucking alien Right, okay. Number seven. Uh, Thea... Oh, I can't say this pronounces, but... Thea... Theophany? 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 Theophany. Do you know that one, Beef? Theophany? Yeah. Spell it? T-H-E-O-P-H-A-N-Y. Theophany. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Theophany. I don't know. Uh, it's it's the feeling. It's like when it's the feeling of when you. Uh, a per- oh, hang on a I could just hover over it on Wikipedia. Here we go. Theophany. The- Theophany is a personal encounter with a deity. That is an event where a manifestation oh. of a deity occurs in an observable way. So I guess right, it's the sorry, feeling. Yeah. It's the feeling of like you just feel like you've met a god or something. Right. Oh, here we go. So, coinciding with their immediate return, abductees may have a profound sense of love, a high similar to those induced by certain drugs, or a mystical experience accompanied by a feeling of oneness with God, the universe, or their abductors. Whether this is the result of a metaphysical change, Stockholm Syndrome, or prior medical tampering is often not scrutinised by the by the abductees at the time. So, it's, it's the feeling of, like, a high, like, the same as if you 
would get if you felt like you had a personal connection with God in an instant. Right, okay, it's sorry, that, yeah. It's that feeling. Mm. Yeah, theophany, sorry, when you... I thought you said P-H. I was like, thief? No, I'm but, I'm a bit marble-mouthed with that word, but you, yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean now. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I can imagine that. That Yeah. If you, if you can remember it, I imagine having that. I wonder if the people that don't remember it have that feeling but don't know why. They've got that high. Yeah, you feel like super emotional about things and you're not really sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, and then finally aftermath the abductee must cope with the psychological physical and social effects of the experience yeah there's quite a lot quite a lot going on on the spaceship so that's uh thomas e ballard's standard event the list of he has of the standard events that, that come up and like i say they don't always all happen but they're the events that can happen in the order they generally would happen in Adam, subtract, whatever ones. Yeah, it sounds pretty standard. Yeah. So I wanted to just talk, go back briefly to step two, the examination and procedures bit. Yeah, we flew over that bit. Because I had a few extra notes. So there's there's two things. There's exams and tests. Um, so normally they do the exams first and they test you. So the exams, their particular areas of interest in the human body are the reproductive system, as we discussed before. But also they seem to particularly focus on the cranium, the nervous system, the skin, and uh, the joints. Are you asleep when all of this... Are like you out? Have they given you some anaesthetic? I have no idea. It didn't happen to me. <laughs> but if it does, I suppose... Yeah, they must not be, because if, if they can remember them things being examined, they can't always be out of it. I would I would not want to be awake during any of that. I would want them to put me to sleep and then wake up and then be like, right, by the way, we had a little dig around in your brain. Uh, we gave, <laughs> cupped your testicles, uh. you know. <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, I mean, I'd still feel violated, but at least I wasn't awake. I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want... Unless I don't have the memory of it happening to me. The cranium as well. Like, what are they doing? Put, like, putting their fingers in your ear and digging around inside your head, like... What are they doing to the skin? Are they making little incisions on the skin? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't like know. That's what I mean. I wouldn't want to be awake for that. I'd want... Or, like, can you imagine... Like, I find it hard... I was at the dentist this morning, and I, I find that hard enough. Just, like... It was a... It was a cleaning session and i don't mm. it's just i don't like the idea of like i'd rather just be asleep so uh sometimes the abductee is given liquids to drink as well just they're just like drink this definitely not don't do not drink that whatever it is i'm not having that drink it what is it drink no you wouldn't try it well you yeah but you won't have tried anything like it would you at, at that point you're on an alien spaceship you might as well try the alien drink. I'd be worried. It, what if it's poison or it could be like, um, I don't know. Is that before the sex bit? You're, you're, you're forget about the sex <laughs> bit. It's, you're, you're obsessed with the sex bit. Ignore the sex. I know, I know. Deprived. Ignore the sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, what sort of drink is it? It's a liquid. It just says a liquid. Just a li- Tiss would drink it. I'd want them to tell me what it was first. But then how am I know they're going to tell me the truth, I suppose? 
They don't even speak English, mate. The how? Yeah, drink, drink it. They just offer you a drink of liquid, and I suppose they're just giving you it. Are they giving? They're giving you a glass, and they're doing the like drink up motion. <laughs> drink up motion. <laughs> Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. It says here he glugged it. <laughs> they can't speak English, but they just say glug, 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 glug. Uh, for the attention of the jury, I'd like to uh, say that he did the drinky, drinky motion. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Simpson, glug, glug. Well, but also, what if, I lo- like... I love that episode. Because they, they might be... <laughs> They might be giving you a drink because they understand. They'd be like, right, we've we've abducted this guy. This is pretty traumatising. Let's get him a glass of water or whatever their version of water is. Well, they might be following Earth customs. They might think it's polite to offer your host a drink. Like a bottle of Tizer. Yeah. We picked this up yeah, from our last so. abductee. Yeah. Tizer. That's one for the American listeners. I'm sure they all know what Tizer is. Yeah. <laughs> We've just been to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I barely fucking know what Tizer is. <laughs> I didn't know they still made it. Yeah, they do. You've got to search for it, but... Uh, so anyway, right, okay, so that's the exams. The tests. Now, this comes under the examination bit, but sometimes they're, you're given tests. So they do something called imaging procedures. So this is... Um, Sometimes you are shown provoking images on screens or provoking images are projected and they just examine how you respond to them. Oh, this sounds horrible. I'm thinking of like Clockwork Orange when I hear that. I was going to say like Clockwork Orange when they make him watch. I haven't seen it, but I know that that's a part. Just shocking images. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then they often, I love the idea of this, they often engage in role playing exercises. So okay, just scenario. It's like they're doing a bit of improv, like training training day at work in a work in office. They're just doing some improv, or they're pulling out the <laughs> like the on the onboard DM to suffer session D and D. So they're there. Sometimes there's role playing events, and some of these role playing events are between the abductee and the alien, and sometimes they're between the abductee and another abductee who happens to be there. Oh. So they're like, do this. I, I don't like I don't like role play in the best of times. I really wouldn't want to do one with a complete stranger on a spaceship. Well They're like, right, here's the scenario. You are a disgruntled customer and you're the manager that they're complaining to. Oh, I don't want to do this. Can we just um can we can I just give me that drink? What's that drink? Give me that drink. <laughs> Let's do the tour. When's the tour? Come on. I'll pay my package. I want <laughs> to go on the tour. A tour. Um, the other one is, another one is you are asked to operate a complicated device. Oh so they just gosh. sit you down in front of this big complicated device and say, use this. And then they just watch how you try and work out how to use it. This is too stressful. I like the idea that they're just fucking with you. Like that device doesn't actually do anything or work anything. They're just like, what's this sucker? And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the last one I've got here is the child presentation, which I've just put read wiki. So let me get my Wikipedia up and, and read from this because everyone loves it when podcasters read from Wikipedia. Okay, here we go. The child presentation. So this is interesting. Abductees of all ages and genders sometimes report being subjected to a child presentation. 
As its name implies, the child presentation involves the abduction claimant being shown a child, in quotes. Often, the children appear to be neither human nor the same species as the abductors. Instead, the child will almost always share characteristics of both species. These children are labelled by experiences as hybrids between human and their abductors, usually greys. Mm. What, what purpose? What's that for? I have no idea. Just to see how they respond to it. And how do they know that? Hmm. That's that's stopped you in your tracks, isn't it? I I don't understand. Like it has. They just put you in a room and they send a kid in. They just see how you respond to the kid. So what do you think of that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. What do you think to that? <laughs> Go on, then, what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, oh, that's hilarious. I've not heard of that before. That's the only element you've mentioned. Well, one of the only... I, I've not heard of that before. So now you understand. When I said, you know, I was just going to jump in and talk about some famous ad abduction case abduction cases when i started digging into just like the bare bones of abductions in general i was like flipping egg we got to cover some of this stuff we got to go over these basics because there's a lot there and that's just sort of my general overview i mean we're going to talk about a couple of cases as well now but um that's that's my general overview of alien abductions and some of the common events and um yeah the only other note i've got here actually is that after, so I said that the, the name, the term abduction became recognised in the 1960s and from then there's been, you know, numerous cases regularly to the point where there was like an emergence of um, support groups with people that have been abducted to come together and, and get over their psychological trauma and they discuss the details of their abductions and um, it's created this whole complicated mythos um where they've sort of from the descriptions of the different aliens they've encountered have worked out well these are greys these are reptilians these are nordics like different types of aliens and then discussions of the types of aliens different roles of different types of aliens and motivations of different types of aliens and all this stuff as as sort of come out of these numerous abduction stories over the years as well through these support groups Wow. Wow. That's bonkers. But you would want an outlet, wouldn't you? You would want to talk to someone, but only other people really that have experienced it. Okay. That's interesting. So you where you say that is almost like, well, if you if you've been abducted, so that suggests that maybe it's feasible that some of these people have been abducted. Yeah, like you know when you watch a TV show and it's a bit traumatic and they go, If you've been affected by the events in this programme, yeah. Call this number. I, I if I if I'd been abducted, I think I'd be like I want to talk to someone, but I don't want to talk to people that are just going to take the mick and not understand. Of course, it makes sense, but yeah. also it, it it shines a light on the fact that all these people have come to these support groups with similar stories, yeah, which raises that's, questions. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, and I suppose you could be sceptical and say, well, you know, they've just heard a few stories and they've just concocted their own version of, a, you know, what's happened to them, but... Hmm. 
Well, that's your that's your brief overview before we talk about a couple of events. So do you feel any differently about alien abductions now to the start of the episode? Or are you just as confused by the whole thing? Just as confused. I am more confused and I feel like I'm I'm <laughs> less likely to want to be abducted now. Right. Well you, and you did want to be before. I was you sit on the fence, now I'm firmly off the fence and on the other side, I think. I don't think I want to. I don't want all these tests and you know to be probed and have my brain looked at and my skin pinched and stuff like that. So we've been having a laugh about all this stuff. I've got loads of... I've, I've looked on loads of videos on YouTube. I mean, I may even in the edit, if I if I get some time, just insert an extra couple, because there's no way I've got time to play all these clips. There's loads of them, and I can save them for different episodes. But one of the clips I am going to play, because I just found it quite um, affecting listening to someone who actually did believe what happened, and them recovering it. For, we talked about the hypnosis then recovering the memory through hypnosis. And uh, this was a guy who was on Oprah wow. quite a few years ago. But he he's in the studio and he's he re-listens to his hypnosis uh, session in the studio. And it's so it's very jarring to listen to this man's um, hypnosis, just this short clip of his hypnosis session and him recovering these memories of this apparent abduction. So let me just get this, try and get this clip up here. But Dr. Mack tape recorded several of his therapy sessions with Peter, including one where Peter was under hypnosis. And during these sessions, Peter recalled his meetings with the aliens. We have a tape made by a Canadian film crew that shows the very first time Peter ever heard himself under hypnosis. So you will see Peter's reaction listening to the tape. You can hear Peter's voice describing on the tape what the aliens did to him, and you can see his reaction to hearing his own words. It's about 42 seconds. Take a look. You locked me up. I'm in my room in Hawaii. And and they lifted me up. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I can't move. And and now we're going outside. What was that like to hear it? What's it like to hear it now? Um, it's easier now because I've heard it so many times, mm-hmm. but it still brings up emotions. And that's what made me believe that something happened because I couldn't deny my emotion. So um, I don't know how well you could make that out, but just how raw and real his um, emotions were in that recording I found quite jarring. Yeah, I couldn't hear exactly what he was saying, but... Was he like panting? He's like pa- he's sort like of he- mumbling. He's going. They're here. They're lifting me up. Oh god! And then he's and then he just starts screaming eventually because it's like too much for him to bear. Like the memory of it or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But it sounds like he's like an- he's panting in between yes. each. Yeah, thing. he is. Like he's yeah. That's not. It's not very nice to listen to. It, anytime you hear a sort of a you know an adult in that sort of distress, it is upsetting to hear. But um, yeah. Yeah. So let's oh, talk man. about let's talk about the original abductee. 
have we managed to find the the OG? Well, this is the one that many people consider like the first recorded um, abductee. And this is a man called um, Antonio Villas Boas. Um, and he's from, um, I think he's from Brazil. I didn't actually write down where he's from, but I think I'm pretty sure he's from Brazil. Okay. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read the paragraph from the book I mentioned at the beginning, the um, Illustrated History of UFOs by Adam Allsuch Boardman. And what they say about him in this book is, on the warm night of the 16th of October, 1957, the farmer Antonio Villas-Boas was ploughing crops in Minas Gerais, Brazil. So it is Brazil. When he apparently spied a flying saucer land nearby. According to Boas, three tall figures in spacesuits rushed out to grab him and he was dragged into the saucer. Inside, Boas was subjected to unusual medical procedures that made him vomit. Following his, this poor treatment, an alien woman approached him and made sexual advances. Mm, there we go. Beef eyes are lighting up. <laughs> Boas, having been traumatically assaulted, was returned to his spot of abduction, finding that many hours had passed unaccounted for. After the incident, Boas got in touch with the journalist Jose Martins after he spotted an advert in the paper asking for UFO experiences. Boas's story is representative of the many traumatic abduction experiences that emerged in that era. So there we go. That that was like the first one that was um, in the press that received a lot of attention. Mm. And uh, that's just a brief overview of it. But I did a little bit more digging um, because I was interested in just sort of some more details of that event. And this is an event that happened to him and he stuck with it for his whole life. He never um, he never went back on it, uh, even though some people just called him a liar and all this stuff. He throughout his whole life he died in 1991 but he stuck with that story for his whole life wow he was 23 at the time it happened um he saw a craft which he described as looking like a red star and as it got closer he could see it was a circular or egg-shaped craft um it had a rotating dome on the top of it and a red light at the front of it and as it landed, it had some legs that came out the bottom and it landed on those legs. So you can sort of picture that. Like classic, classic, classic UFO. Yeah, exactly. He attempted to flee when he, when it landed on a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so it's like funny to me. the worst vehicle to be in if you're trying to get away from something. A tractor. Yeah, tried tried to run on a tractor, but the engine died like straight away. So probably some sort of intervention. Is that why they're called tractor beams? Mm. <laughs> Maybe. I'm actually going to put the sound effect of that in. <laughs> These five-foot-tall humanoids in grey clothing and helmets with small blue eyes left the craft and talked in barks and yelps and dragged Antonio aboard the craft. That sounds scary. Yes. uh, Fucking terrifying. So I just want to read this paragraph. This is from Wikipedia about the event. Once inside the craft, Boas said that he was stripped of his clothes and covered from head to toe with a strange gel. 
He was then led into a large semicircular room through a doorway that had strange red symbols all over it. Boas claimed that he was able to memorise these symbols and later reproduce them for investigators. In this room, the beings took samples of Boas's blood from his chin. After this, he was taken to a third room and left alone for around half an hour. During this time, some kind of gas was pumped into the room, which made him become violently ill. Shortly after this, Boas claimed he was joined in the room by another humanoid. This one, however, was female, very attractive and naked. She was the same height as the other beings that he had encountered, with a small pointed chin and large blue cat-like eyes. The hair on her head was long and white, somewhat like a platinum blonde colour but her underarm and pubic hair was bright red. Boa said that he was strongly attracted to the woman and the two had sexual intercourse. During this act, Boas noted that the female did not kiss him, but instead nipped him on the chin. Ugh. Thoughts? Nipped him on the chin? Yeah, like little bites, like little nips. That's weird. Hmm. But he enjoyed it, clearly. Well, this so- is what I was saying. So all this fear you had about the sex... But a person could do that. A person could do what? Bite you on the chin? Yeah. Yeah, but he's saying that she had bright red hair on her pubic mm. area and under up. She had so? pointed chin, cat-like eyes, five foot tall. Ginger pubes. On a spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, and if you're a person who looks like that, you're going to maybe be into chin biting? Um, it sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> Describe me a person that you imagine would do chin buying. Well, yeah, true. If if human, it doesn't sound human to me though. But the fact that the fact that he was very attracted to, and he could recognise that she was a female alien. Well, he said that he had an attraction to her, but it wasn't necessarily the way it's described. I don't think it's necessarily like. It was his choice. It was almost like he was overcome, like he felt almost a subconscious attraction. Like, and don't mm. forget, he was pumped gas into a room. He was waiting in for half an hour beforehand. It was almost like some sort of, I don't know if I felt like, like it was some sort of control. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, but, you know, I suppose, <laughs> so he, I know you made a, you made a remark when, you know, about the, the sex, you know, being enjoyable, but. I, you know, I can't guarantee that when I get on a spaceship that it's going to be the same. It might be a different alien, and it might not be enjoyable. True, um, but this is this 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 guy's account. Yep. I'm just going to continue a little bit. When it was all over, the female smiled at Boas, rubbed her belly, and gestured upwards. Boas took this to mean that she was going to raise their child in space. The female seemed oh, relieved. No. <laughs> oh, come off it. What, what, what would you take? Sudden... Okay, right, okay. Going to put you in the scenario. Tiss, you're in this role-playing scenario. You're in a spacecraft right now, so just imagine this. You're in a spacecraft. Yeah. You're pumped full of gas. Pumped and a full naked... of gas? What kind of gas? Tiss, pumped full of Tiss gas. is already pumped full of <laughs> gas. In the, in the room. They pump gas in the room. Right. And a, an alien woman comes on, and you think, four, right? Yeah. And you have amazing sex. You yeah. find her incredibly attractive. Okay. And she's biting your chin, and it's wild. Okay. When it's all over, yeah. you're sort of panting and you're knackered. Am I? And she looks at you 
rubs her belly and points upwards. What would you think that meant? I'd be absolutely perplexed at the situation to make a decision on that part of it, to be honest. The rubbing your belly and pointing up towards the thing would make me think the aliens were stupid. Like, what? It would make, make, make you think dinner's ready upstairs. It would just, yeah, it would just really sour the authenticity of the moment and the story. So yeah, you would like to carry on, Beef? Well, oh yeah, tell me what you're I, I'd be like, oh, well, maybe the kitchen's upstairs. We're going. Go. She's hungry and she wants us to go upstairs for a sandwich. It's an absolute assumption like, that the, the, like how an alien pointing at his belly. Like, what do aliens get pregnant in their belly then? Well, she had the the reproductive organs seem to be in the same place. Is he a doctor? And how do? Well, he just had sex with her. <laughs> how, how does she know? How does she know she's pregnant? <laughs> yeah, but. The- it could be a different pipe. You don't know the biology. This is uh, this is such a crass episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not crass. I'm just curious. Like I'm curious to know. So you uh, wouldn't I think was... you wouldn't think as he did. You wouldn't quote take it to mean that she was going to raise the child in space. No. Oh, I, I was, I didn't, I wasn't disputing that. Um, that's what that he thinks that meant, right? But I'm just saying that as that soon happened. as that got told as part of the story, I was out. Right. Yeah. Until then, it was fine. Uh, not to not to be too <laughs> crass then, with this next statement. So far, not to be so too good. crass with this next statement. But do you? It feels to me a bit weird that this alien woman can get knocked up by human cum. <laughs> oh, knocked up. Impregnated. It was if you if you'd have removed the 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 words knocked up and come. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just trying to meet you on your level. You're the one who's getting <laughs> right. Oh. Okay. I haven't said anything about come. All right. <laughs> I got another quote for the start of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> right so anyway um boas boas took this to mean that she was going to raise their child in space the female seemed Sorry. relieved that their task was over we've all been there and yeah <laughs> um, and boas himself said that he felt angered by the situation what that, what that she was relieved because he felt as though he had been little more than quote a good stallion for the humanoids, and she was just like, oh, thank God, that's over. Basically, he had great sex. She was like, when it was over, she was like, oh, thank fuck for that, I'm off. And he was got angry, like, what the fuck? They just used me for my seed. I was having a lovely chag, and I realised I just got used it. Yeah, I mean, well. But again, he doesn't. He doesn't know that that was a successful session, and a successful impregnation. He did refer to himself as a stallion. Yeah, but sometimes it's sometimes he might have been firing blanks. Right. Anyway, uh, Boa said that he was given back his clothing and taken on a tour of the ship by the humanoids. So I like the idea that he is like hopping mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're just taking him on this guided tour, and he's just sort of like steaming behind them, stomping around the ship. <laughs> it is like he's like uh, his like post nut clarity lasted like all of two seconds before he got angry about the situation, <laughs> and now he's on this <laughs> tour. <laughs> Oh, this is disgusting, this episode. Okay, during the tour, he said that he attempted to take a clock-like device as proof of his encounter, so he tried to nick some of their stuff. (laughs) But was caught by the humanoids and prevented from doing so. Um, He was then escorted off of the ship and watched as it took off, glowing brightly. When he returned home, he discovered that four hours had passed. That sounds to me like he's got ahead of himself and he's like, no one's going to believe this. I'm going to have to tell them that I tried to nick something. But yeah, wow, that's incredible. What a story. So there we go. Yeah, that's uh, Antonio Barras. It's um, it's a hell of a story. Wowee. I mean, I like that to begin with, it's, it's quite typical in that, you know, the way he describes the spaceship like this is a typical saucer before you continue though you say it's quite typical don't forget this is the first reported abduction yeah that's so true it's setting precedent you would say it's- yeah it's yeah it's like the first yeah that's interesting isn't it it's interesting that so I suppose that's that's just where we get our idea. When you try, if you draw a UFO, that's roughly what you well, draw, isn't it? I think there had been sightings. Uh, uh, when I say yeah, I think the the typicality also talking about the spaceship. I think there had been UFO. There definitely been UFO sightings before then, but this is the first uh, one report of someone actually going aboard one. Yeah. So I guess the details of the inside of the thing that's that's new. Yeah. Um, he said after the whole scenario, he suffered from nausea and um, sickness and um, was examined by a medical professional who said he was suffering from mild radiation sickness. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. Hmm. So that adds something a little bit interesting onto the story. For something that sounds so ludicrous, the fact that actually, no, afterwards he had some sort of radiation sickness is... Yeah. Yeah. I've got a little description here of his symptoms. Um, Among Boas' symptoms were pains throughout the body, nausea, headaches, loss of appetite, ceaselessly burning sensations in the eyes, uh, cutinous lesions at the slightest of light bruising, which went on appearing for months, looking like small reddish nodules, harder than the skin around them and perturbant, painful when touched, each with a small central orifice yielding a yellowish, thin, waterish discharge the skin surrounding the woods presented a hyperchromatic violet tinged area so yeah it doesn't sound too pleasant no it doesn't sound great hmm Hmm. but anyway what do you what do you make of the uh antonio boas account um i mean yeah i'm out on that one (laughs) i don't think it's valid what point were you out was it when the woman said that she was pregnant Not when she said she was pregnant. She pointed at her stomach and then pointed upwards. Like, yeah. the fuck? The universal symbol for up. But space <laughs> is, like, multi-directional. The universal symbol for I'm going to raise our child in space. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what was just like, no. 
But until then, you were on board with it, on board the craft. No, I was. I was just listening to the story until then. But that was the bit where you had to speak up, right? And then making my mind up at the at the end, and then yeah. But what about the uh, radiation sickness? Um, possible to fake. <laughs> I was thinking the other way. I was like, maybe he got it from something else, and the radiation sickness caused him to have hallucinations, which were part of actually it was the other way around. That's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe he broke into a nuclear facility and then tried to make up a reason why he was there. <laughs> tried to nick a clock from it. Yeah, I thought the same thing actually about being the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I was the same as Tiss. Like, I wasn't exactly believing it, but I was listening to it and acknowledging it. Mm. And so, just that bit about the belly rubbing is that's daft, and just seems a bit silly. Right. So this is this is an account from ABC News. I've got so many accounts, I don't know which one's which. So I'm just going to play one at random. This is about a minute and a half long. So we'll see what this is like. Stan says he began seeing UFOs all the time. He could barely look up without seeing some strange light or orb in the sky. Over the years, his wristwatch stopped working. Lights would flicker at his mere presence, and birds would crash into his car. If you're a true experiencer, a true abductee, you have what's called high strangeness. All these weird, bizarre, paranormal things start to happen. Almost like your house is either being haunted or nobody really knows. Wow, that thing's weird. Hey, where'd it go? It's almost as if you're a storm chaser, like UFOs every couple weeks. I'd reverse that. It's almost like they're chasing me. But Stan says he witnessed even more paranormal normal phenomena. There was a UFO at his workplace. Orbs would follow him home at night. And ultimately, like a horror movie come true, Stan claims they came knocking at his door and woke him up in the middle of the night. You thought it was kids Yeah, I thought masks. it was, well, either kids or very small adults. They were almost a little bit too big to be kids, maybe teenagers. You thought it was robbery. Yeah, they were playing a joke or they were here to rob us. As I got closer, I started wondering if they were really masked because I could see the veins in their head. I could see their facial movements. I could see their mouth move. I could see their eyes blink. And I started to get frightened. So what happened? Unless you have this happen to you, it's kind of hard to explain, but suddenly a thought popped into my head. So you think they were communicating with you telepathically? I can't explain it any other way. I, I know what I experienced. Suddenly, Stan says his mind was filled telepathically with unexplained images. Awesome, bam, 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 images, thoughts, images, images. And what were the images? images. Um, I had images of this horrible catastrophe, you know, winds so strong it's scouring the pavement off the earth, forests burning, devastation to the planet. So you were seeing scenes from an apocalypse? From some kind of apocalyptic thing. And when it was over, I'm going, when's this going to happen? When's this, is this going to happen? Is this really going to happen? Because I was pretty much in tears by this point. I was so terrified. You're convinced that the aliens were trying to send you a message. That's what this is all about. And yet, Stan, from somebody who's listening to your story, it sounds like just that. It sounds like something you made up. If you're a skeptic like I was, and trust me, I was in the same boat you were. It's like, oh, you guys are crazy. But every time I think that something else happens to prove that, I'm not crazy. Is Stan crazy? Is he crazy? I don't believe he's crazy. He's absolutely seen something. Um, things have actually happened to him. I know that just from, from talking with him, from seeing some of the evidence. 
I can't really hear that. Basically, it's a guy giving an account of like aliens coming to him and telling him that we need to sort the environment out. Right, fair enough. And he was he was given a warning, and he's like desperately trying to tell people, you know, the alien. They have told me this. We need to sort the environment out because it's going to be our undoing. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need an alien to tell us that, does he? When I hear a story like that, I'm thinking this is someone who wants people to pay attention to like the environment and is going to use an alien abduction story to get noticed for it. Yeah, but that that, that makes him seem like less credible, doesn't it? He may as well just come forward and say, we need to look after the environment. And people will be like, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. As soon as he adds aliens into the mix, people will be like, mm, I'm going to start damaging the environment more because that sounds like tripe. Right, I'm going to try and squeeze one more story in if I fly through it, because this is the last sort of... It's the other one that pairs with the first abduction, then I can start next time with like a the meaty one. So this is a woman named Elizabeth Clara from South Africa. And um, the other guy, that, that Antonio, we said he's considered the first abductee. Actually, she was abducted before him, hmm. um, but her stories came out later. So even though he's considered the first abduct- abductee... According to her stories, she was actually abducted first. Oh, okay. So um, I'm going to quickly go over the bullet points of this Elizabeth Clara woman. She was abducted multiple times between the years 1954 and 1963. Um, And she started reporting these claims around 1956. And during these events, she claimed sexual relationships of aliens. So it's sex again. This has got to be the sexiest episode of Weird Tales we've ever done. So much sex. Before the abductions, uh, though, she had been seeing aliens her whole life. So she was born in 1910. At seven years old, in 1917, um, she was feeding puppies at uh, her farmhouse with her sister and witnessed a silver disc fly over the farm. A few months later, she saw exactly the same thing. And throughout her life, she reported more and more of these sources sightings. She had not reported to the news, but had reports of of a sister of her parents Mm. seeing these silver discs all throughout her life. In 1954, on a hill in South Africa, uh, which is known as Flying Saucer Hill, a starship descended, emitting a soft hum. It hovered about three metres off the ground, and a spaceman, uh, quote, Spaceman was visible through the porthole. <laughs> we will later find out that this this alien was a was someone called Akon. Akon. Yeah. Oh my Akon, god. Akon doesn't he a singer? Didn't isn't he? Didn't he's the isn't he the guy that got locked up? Yeah, locked up. Did right. he also do Lonely? I don't know. I don't know. Did Akon get locked up? You sure? Akon. I swear. You're talking about R. Kelly. No, R. Kelly didn't no. do locked up. He is locked up, or should be. He is locked up. Yeah. Uh, he didn't. He didn't sing locked up. Oh, if he did, that would sorry, be. Sorry, I thought you said Akon was locked up. Did that right? Uh, but anyway, that's not that's not that Akon. This is a, the alien Akon. Anyway, so that was 1954. In 1956, the same thing happened again on the same hill. But this time, Akon, the alien, um, invited her to come aboard. He said, come on, get in here. And uh, she, met, she met another alien when she was on board. Uh, he was a botanist. 
Um, and from this craft, right. she was sorry. If you got a comment of other botanist alien, just no, just the fact, yeah, just this story my, is ludicrous that, that she knew his profession. Yeah, I know. I found that odd. Um, anyway, this this spacecraft uh, transported her to the mothership, which was a cigar shaped craft. Uh, the cigar shaped mothership. Uh, with had the interior of it was like a big garden. So this sounds awesome to me, like a big spaceship that's just like walking through a, a big space garden. Mm. It sounds cool. Anyway, she was introduced to the inhabitants of this mothership. She met a lot of them and then was returned. During this encounter, kisses... This, I'm, I'm reading this bit from Wikipedia again now. I've got one paragraph here. During this encounter, kisses were exchanged and Akon revealed that Elizabeth was in fact a reincarnated Venusian... A long-lost soulmate. He further explained that they occasionally took Earthwomen as partners, as the offspring strengthened their race with an infusion of new blood. He also claimed that a number of Venusians were surreptitiously living among human beings. Hmm. Interesting. That's that's weird. Just sex again. Is sex again? Well, you say sex again, so kissing. This is, um, so fast forward a couple of years, um, there's, a, there's a subheading on, on Wikipedia called Space Motherhood. Oh. So in April 1958, a series of contacts reportedly started that set her story apart from the UFO stories that were standard of the 1950s. The visits by Akon culminated in a day-long rendezvous with Elizabeth on the high plateau of Kathkin Peak, where he supposedly presented her with a silver ring, which enhanced their telepathic communication. Their love was consummated and a child was conceived. Quote, this is from her, I surrendered in ecstasy to the magic of his lovemaking our bodies merging merging in magnetic union as the divine essence of our spirits became one. Wow. No. That sounds good. It does sound good. It sounds more yeah. like a story than a Very... account. Yeah. It does. And interesting you say this because she did publish all this in a book. Oh. Uh, there we go. What? It's her accounts. Um, yeah, I her... don't know, mate. It's make, making her a bit of... Bunsen. She didn't release that book till 1980. It was like a look back. It was like her biography. It was called Beyond the Light Barrier. It was about about her quote extraterrestrial adventures. Can you still buy it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you can still get that book. Do you want to read it? What's it? What's it called? Beyond the Light Barrier. Elizabeth Clara. K L A R E R. Oh, here we go. Beyond the Light Barrier. Available. Eleven pound twenty seven on. Um... There you go. It's a bargain. Amazon. I mean, I'm telling you all the good bits now, to be honest. <laughs> wow. So after, after a terrestrial pregnancy, she... <laughs> I love this suit. After a terrestrial pregnancy, she and her MG car were transported in 1959 to Akon's home planet, Maton, supposedly orbiting Proxima Centauri in the na- nearby multiple star system Alpha Centauri. There, she delivered a son, who was given the name Ailing. He stayed behind on Maton to be educated while Elizabeth reluctantly came home. Maton's planetary vibration supposedly affected her heart and she was consequently not permitted to return there, instead receiving follow-up visits from Akon and Ailing. 
The whole trip, delivery and return trip supposedly required less than four months, sufficiently long to enable a nine-year stay on Mayton, however. So four months here, but nine months there. This is crap. What do you mean this is crap? Got one more quote. This is from her again. Go on. This is how she describes Mayton. Right. There were no cities or skyscrapers, as Earth people know them, anywhere on Mayton. Homes were scattered in park-like grounds. There was an abundance of all things needed by civilization, food, water, and all materials for building, an unlimited supply of energy on tap from the atmosphere and the universe, no shortages of any kind and no monetary system at all. I mean, that sounds pretty great. It sounds like heaven. Exactly. Yeah, I don't buy it. So heaven is a place on Maton. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's the story of Elizabeth Clara. Um and between hmm. her and Antonio, that's sort of your first abductees, which is probably what I'm going to call this this episode, um, Alien Abductions, the first abductees. So we've had an overview and we, we've talked about them two cases. Just to, uh, I'm sort of speeding through this last bit, but what do you think of that Elizabeth Clara account? Bollocks. Yeah, story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, tell us what you really think to us. <laughs> yeah it's it's that that is absolute border dash that is it's just nonsense i agree i agree i agree they're kind of silly and i wanted to get through them too f- on this first alien reduction episode because they're kind of both kind of slight and both got kind of silly elements to them and the next one is a very famous and meaty case so i wanted to give that its own episode yeah fair enough uh, so to get these out of the way on this introduction episode, that gives me the next one to talk about, the next one, which is a biggie. It's a big case, um, which I'm looking forward to digging into. It's had like TV mm. movies based off of it and all sorts. It's quite famous. Ooh. So I'm going to dig into that. Yeah, sounds good. But yeah, there we go. What do you guys think of these alien abduction cases that we've discovered today? It's, it's, it's a long journey to believing again. Yeah, I feel like at the beginning we were like, yeah, let's hear some interesting cases and then we've come at the end of this episode kind of like, this is ludicrous. But I'm hoping in the future we're going to uncover some stories that we're like, there's something to this, there's more meat on these bones. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Antonia one wasn't as bad. There was just so much in the second one that's just stupid. That's why I flew through it a lot. There's actually way more information on the Elizabeth one than the Antonia one, but it's so stupid, yeah. I just flew through it. I mean, I really enjoyed listening to them. And it's kind of interesting to hear Antonio's one and to to know that that's, that's kind of where we get, like, in, in just common, I don't know, UFO. Yeah, it was the first publicly reported abduction. He's often considered the first abductee, even though Elizabeth claims that hers were earlier. Yeah. But, um, well, she should have written it down sooner then. And there may have been others, but that's the first that was publicly sort of known mm. about. So for the listeners now, I'm going to whack in an extra YouTube uh, video. No, it's the most scariest, terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. January 6, 1976 in Stanford. Mona Stafford was turning 36. Mona, along with Louise Smith and Elaine Thomas, planned a simple celebration. Labeled by UFO researchers as possibly the most fact-rooted abduction case on record, the incident begins here at what was once Redwood Restaurant. Everything was going on a different direction from where I started. Past 11, the birthday party was over. With Louise driving the Chevy Nova, 
the three women headed down Route 78, a narrow winding road under a cold, clear sky. I just seen this light coming down. An intense red glow heading toward their car, inching closer and closer until Mona says the object stopped and hovered next to the right side of the car. She says it was a bluish white dome. I said, low step on the gas, let's get out of here. And I looked down, I said, mine, you're going 85 mile an hour. She just picked her feet up, said, Mona, not touching it, not touching the pedal. And it's here the women say that their car finally stopped after going nearly 85 miles per hour. But the car didn't stop entirely. In fact, they say it backed up, heading towards a very dark area, an unknown farm to all three of the women. What happened after that forever is written in UFO history. It pulled us up. It just, that light just sucked us up in it. These drawings describe what each woman says happened next. For Louise, the gray-hooded masked creatures kept her arms from moving. For Elaine, her throat throbbing from something around her neck. For Mona, she lie on a table being observed. All three women say they were burned. Went to my family doctor, and that's when he, he said, yes, I've had serious radiation. Their story was the talk of the town and eventually the talk of UFO researchers. Seeking an explanation, the women decided they'd only share it with a psychologist, someone to help explain this strange event. To help unravel this mystery, the National Enquirer arranged for psychologist Leo Sprinkle to investigate the abduction story. Regressive hypnosis at the Brown Motel in Casey County took the women back to the strange darkness. A Lexington police detective gave Mona, Louise, and Elaine polygraph tests. After the session, everyone involved found the women to be truthful. It's in my eyes when I close my eyes. While the hypnosis helped the women, it did not explain why they could not fit the unexplained experience in their natural lives. Over the years, Mona Stafford wanted to talk about what happened. But Elaine and Louise didn't like to. And when they passed away, Mona was left to ponder alone. Did you see that? That light, it's blinding me. I can't see anything. 35 years later, Danville-based playwright Elizabeth Orndorff is talking about the women's story. High Strangeness is a lighthearted tale fit for an audience. We're lucky that she shared it with us instead of keeping it to herself. Mona Stafford, Louise Smith, Elaine Thomas, three ordinary women with an extraordinary experience. An experience decades later, seemingly without an answer. I know where it is, but I want, I just want to know. And there we go. That's Alien Abductions Part 1. Nice. Nice. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed going through the different stages. And there were some that I was expecting and some that I wasn't. Uh, it was good fun. Really good. And then, like, even though they were bonkers... The two stories were really good as well. And actually, it was really only that one bit in the first one where he talks about the rubbing the belly. and You didn't like that bit? That. No. That was just... There's no need for it. What I'm hoping for, because I haven't actually read up on any of the other abduction stories. There's loads of them. But I'm, what I'm hoping for is if I dig into some of these meaty ones, even if we think they're bollocks there'll be a good story to them. Like some of the Warrens episodes, we were kind mm. of like, well, a good story, but kind of bollocks, but it's still a good story and we could sort of laugh about the silly elements. And I'm hoping yeah. I'm going to get the same out of some of these abduction cases. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyable listening to 
Like the different stages are, are just yeah. Yeah. That was that was great. Yeah. Thanks, man. Awesome. So I'm gonna record the outro stuff separately because I can't bother to go through it now. And here I am jumping in to give you that information super quickly. So if you want to get in contact with the show, uh, suggest episodes, say hi, any of that stuff, you can do so directly via the email, which is wtatupod at gmail.com. Or you can do that through the website. There's a way to contact through the website, and the website is weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com. On that website, you can also follow links to buy merchandise, to support us monetarily, um, to find our social media pages and stuff. If you want to find me directly on social media, I'm on Twitter at, at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Uh, the other guys have fled from Twitter. You can also contact us on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Weird Tales of the Unexplainable. And you could also go to my website, which is bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com. Um, you can see other shows I've worked on in the past. Another thing that you can do, which I always forget to mention, is you can go to bobshoy.bandcamp.com, where you can buy bonus episodes um, of various podcasts, including some Weird Tales stuff you may not have heard before, some old uh, Patreon-exclusive Weird news is couple of episodes of an exclusive show that me and beef did about horror films called unwatchable um there's some bits and bobs on there and one more important thing which i always forget to mention is you can rate and review us if you listen through uh the apple podcast app or anything just or whatever service you use really ratings and reviews really do help so if you enjoy the show do that and the best thing you can do if you enjoy the show is tell someone about it. Tell a friend, make a post on social media, tell people about it, because that's the best way for podcasts to spread word of mouth. So if you can do that, really appreciate it. Now let's jump back into the regular episode and finish it up. And that's the last episode of this run. We're going to have a month off now, and then we've got a special series coming up later in the summer. Um, I might, in between now and then, squeeze in one with Rick, because me and him have been away researching a topic, so... We're going to record that soon. So if we do manage to record that, I might squeeze that out in between this and next series. But if not, it'll be coming soon anyway. Yeah. Amazing. And I think we're done. So that's it. Say goodbye to the listeners for a month, boys. Bye to the listeners for a month, boys. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening. And we love you. Stay safe. Have a good summer. <laughs> oh, you put me to shame <laughs> yeah. now, Beef. And then we're handing over to Bob for a pun. Well, I I guess the only thing to say now is until next time, abduct you later. Oh, that's so disappointing. I I mean I don't know what I was expecting. I thought that was alright for for us. Yeah, for us, I suppose. For it's the caliber right. of this show. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any caliber. Right, that's it. See you later, guys. Nice. Uh, love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you. See you later. Mine just come up with wine gums. Jelly babies. Jelly babies are so good. Yeah, but oh, oh, maybe not. You, you guys, I'm that's Bassett. Is there, is there Barrett's and Bassett? So, oh shit, yeah, Bassett's, Bassett. I'm thinking of Bassett. Is sorts. that what you mean? <laughs> no, what are you thinking yeah, of Bassett? Ber- Bertie Bassett. Yeah, Dirty Bertie. <laughs> Dirty Bertie's licorice Whoa. stick.
Whoop, woo, hubba, hubba. Come on, come on, baby. Come on, come on, baby. <laughs> um, I'm glad we're recording. I'm going to put that after the music. No, this end. one is Barrett. <laughs> so I think Barrett's do, I think Barrett's do refreshers. I think they do dib dabs. I think they do wham. I think. I can't believe there's a Barrett's and a Bassett. So maybe they're brothers like Aldi and Lidl. Right. But um, uh, yeah, no. Um, whoever does blackjacks and all those ones, they're in Iceland. So Iceland, you can buy like really like crazy sw- old school sweets as ice creams, like cola bottles. Nice. Oh yeah, who does blackjacks? I can't remember. Blackjack. <laughs> Sorry, I was still thinking. <laughs> Come on, come on, baby. <laughs> Are we all ready? I'm all ready. I'm already ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Eddie. Hello, you're... <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> it's just, you said, you'd already said ready like four times. So it's like, it must be done. And then you did it one more time. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, right, it's going to be a disaster. Uh. I haven't said anything about cum.